podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we get into today's show, just want to promote the fact that Son of Chelsea has been nominated as a finalist in this year's Football Content Awards taking place at Anfield this November. We have been nominated in the Best Premier League Club Content Creator category and you can vote for Son of Chelsea by two ways. Go to footballcontentawards.com slash voting. Scroll down to the correct category, use the drop down menu and you can vote for Son of Chelsea there. Or you can go to the Football Content Awards official Instagram page, find the category post and tag at Son of Chelsea below and that also counts as a vote towards us. Thank you for all the support on the channel. It's really humbling and the continued support on the content and the interactions. It's really appreciated. This feels like the culmination of a lot of work. If you can share this, if you can vote, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for my team selector and preview ahead of tomorrow's game against Burnley in the Premier League at Turf Moor. Chelsea aiming to win consecutive league games for the first time since March. I saw a stat just before recording this that Chelsea haven't won consecutive away league games since last October. So basically 12 months. I mean, it's just insane these are not stats to be proud of if we do win tomorrow that's not something that i'm going to be celebrating that much it just shows you how dreadful the past 12 months have been and especially the calendar year of 2023 but hopefully after the fulham win this can begin a strong end to 2023 and hopefully send us off into the international break feeling good about chelsea if you are new around here please hit that like button please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the content coming up on the show as well yesterday i uploaded a clip from my new interview series dear chelsea the first episode was with the brilliant gary hayes that that's only a small segment of our conversation the full podcast and i will be uploading more clips especially next week during the international break of our conversation, you know, delves into the blueprint, his podcast series, some really good insight and also Gary's love for Chelsea. So much stuff. I think it was about 73 minutes of our conversation. So go over to the podcast feed, search Son of Chelsea at your favorite podcast provider, Apple, Spotify, and you will find the full podcast there. But let's get into the preview. So I'm having to do this preview a little bit earlier than I'd like to because of prior commitments, quite busy, short of time, unfortunately. So this is before Mauricio Pochettino has done his press conference. So I know a lot of you will be screaming because likely Poch is going to come out and say five more players are injured and there's another injury crisis and there's just dreadful stuff going on because that just, it feels to be the way with Chelsea so far this season. And obviously there are some question marks around Mikhail Mudrik, Moises Casado. So I'm just going to give you my best estimation on the stuff we've heard so far regarding those injuries from the likes of Nazar Kinsella as the week has gone on since the Fulham game. And also just a general kind of preview and my hopes throughout uh, the game and, and hopefully what Chelsea can do to, to keep this positive momentum growing and growing as we head into October. So... Let's look at Burnley first. They are an interesting team uh, because obviously very different to the last Burnley we played in the Premier League with Sean Dyche. Um, I always liked 
playing Sean Dyche's Burnley because they were very narrow. There was a lot of space out wide for Chelsea to exploit. I felt that some of Chelsea's best and most dominant performances usually came against Burnley. I know that isn't an, a wild statement because, you know, you look at the financial difference between both sets of teams. But just from a, a, a profile and style point of view, I think it really benefited Chelsea, especially under Thomas Tuchel, who wanted to play a short passing game. I think it allowed our wing backs to really dominate. Of course, with Burnley, a lot different. You know, they, they do play with more width, especially down the left. Of course, a lot of that was aided by Ian Matson last season in the championship. And they do want to play with the ball at their feet. You know, it's not a case of just route one football. You are surprised, actually, when you come up against a team in the Premier League who do play direct route one football anymore. It's very difficult to find. But I think Vincent Company as a coach has clearly done a lot of good work. But there is a reality now in the Premier League. I mean, their first win came against Luton this season in midweek. That was a rescheduled game. Big win for, for Burnley. But, I mean, it says a lot that it came against another promoted side. And it, it, it's a real, real challenge, I think, for Company this season, who I do think is going to go on to really good things in the game because of what he's already done at Burnley. To to maintain what he's done in that first season, to not keep all of the good players that he wanted to keep, especially, I mean, I think top of that list is Ian Matson, and I'm not just saying that from a Chelsea point of view, he you know was one of Burnley's best and most important players, especially down the left last season and the way they look to build up in possession. So to try and replicate that, to compete with the finances of the Premier League, and you already see the three promoted teams are really struggling so far this season. So I, I do think with this game and this approach of Pochettino for Chelsea, there are benefits and I think maybe some cons, right? Because Burnley are a lot better than they used to be with the ball at their feet. Um, they are going to take the game to you. They are going to create opportunities, you know, watching them against Man City at home and also Man United. Yeah, sure, you can turn around and go. They didn't win or score in either of those games. But at the same time, they did create opportunities. They did look dangerous. That is the threat they will pose. They are going to attack Chelsea. Chelsea are probably going to have to go through some dangerous periods and, and, and are going to be dealing with some pressure that we saw against Fulham. But I think as you saw against Fulham, when a team does press Chelsea, the speed we have in transition can be really, really devastating. And I think that is something that hopefully Chelsea can exploit once again tomorrow with the, the team that Pochettino puts out there. And hopefully some of those things that we saw and were so impressed by against Fulham and also Brighton to an extent because Chelsea had to soak up a lot of pressure against Brighton. So it, it, is, you know, it does feel like Chelsea are going in maybe more of a, a counter-attacking style in the coming weeks than maybe we would have thought they would have given the amount of possession we have had. I still think Chelsea will be dominating a lot of games. They will want to play with the ball at their feet. It's not the case that we are going to be a, a park the bus type team or anything like that. It's just it was quite interesting to me looking at how especially Monday Chelsea were a little bit happy to sit deep, soak up pressure against uh, Fulham and then exploit them in transition with the fast players we have. So with Burnley, with their 4-3-3, with some of the players who want to get on the ball, it's about pressing them. I think it's about looking for those gaps, especially on the left with Mikhailo Mudrik, as we exploited against Fulham. And also just trying to exploit those things that have already been exploited by Burnley. You know, I think Tottenham went there quite a few weeks ago and, and scored about five goals. I think they are a team that do give up opportunities that will allow you to, to get chances at goal. And it's whether Chelsea can obviously take those chances. But I think we have a, we have enough players at the moment that I think will really enjoy that style of game. Um, and hopefully we'll keep another clean sheet as we have in the past two games. So my team for this game, I don't understand. I really don't understand this clamour I've seen from some to want to radically change things. I think it just comes from a natural thing of people wanting their favourite players in the first team. 
No. Like, why would you radically change unless Pochettino is forced to because of injuries? If the players that started on Monday are all fit, with the exception of one decision that he has to make, which I think is the obvious decision that we're all talking about currently, Nicholas Jackson or Amanda Breuer. Other than that, I'm keeping the same starting 11. I'm keeping the other 10 players absolutely identical if we can, because it was a good performance. You want to build that momentum. I don't see why you'd want to alter things unless you are just like, I like this player more than that player. Right, we all have favourite players, but Chelsea played well the other night. I want to keep that rhythm going if we can. So... Robert Sanchez in goal, the back four of Motka Correa, Malo Gusto still suspended, won't be back till after the international break. And Reese James obviously has that one game ban, but you know, I don't think would have played this game anyway because of injury, even though he he's now back training, which is a plus. Axel Dazassi, Thiago Silva, and Levi Carwell. That's the back four. The midfield three, I really like the 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 switch. It seems more to a 4-3-3 rather than a 4-2-3-1, and especially not playing Enzo as a advanced number 10. I mean, I just I don't like that. We have delved into why that's a problem. I like the fact that both him and Gallagher, it felt like we were playing a bit of a hybrid role, and Casado was definitely the deeper of that trio. And I just thought it worked really well. And especially when you're transitioning, I think it really worked to have to feel like you had two eights going forward and and were able to thread those passes in behind to the front three. I I really like that that combo and they seem to work really well together. I think it was a real nice balance. You had the energy of Caicedo, especially his ability to win the ball back and also hit the ball to players as we saw with his involvement in the first goal. Gallagher too, I think his hybrid um, ability to defend, to press, to harry, to move the ball forward, but also to sit deep and, and very much dictate the game that we've seen come into his style of play this season. And of course, Enzo Fernandez, how intricate and how involved he is uh, to be able to to break basically open up a defence. I think those are all qualities you want in a central midfield. And I, I think we saw that starting to come together against Fulham. And Cole Palmer, Mikhail Madrid, I'm just praying Madrid is fit. You just want to see after that goal, that massive moment for him personally, and especially in another game where Chelsea could find space in behind where where he can exploit that, continue to grow as a player and to continue that momentum. If he isn't fit, I think Raheem Sterling is most likely to come in here. And then either you have Cole Palmer stay on the right, which I think is better for him because... It just feels like to me sort of the angles he's able to get himself into. Just It feels more natural. We saw it against Brighton, although he was playing as a 10 in that game more than a right winger. Um, I, I just like Palmer on the on the right. I think you want to keep him in the team wherever he's playing because he looks so influential at the moment. So I, Magala Mudrick, if he's fit. And then this is the big choice, right? Do you stick with Armando Breuer? He had a really, really dominant game on Monday, scores a goal, feels good, offers a focal point, offers speed in transition. Or do you move back to Nicholas Jackson, who has been Pochettino's first choice so far this season? Also, coming off the back of his last game, where he scored a goal. I'd argue scored two goals where the second goal against Brighton was was definitely onside, and for some reason it was called offside. It's a really difficult choice, but I think it's actually a positive one that we have not kind of who's going to play up front, we don't know. We don't know who we can trust. We there's no confidence in that in that position. We have two confident players here, two aggressive, hungry players who do have similarities, but also do have unique things about their game. I, I do think Breuer is a lot more of a a battering ram, and, and that can kind of sound a little bit demeaning to him. That's not. It's not meant as a as an insult. It's meant as a positive, uh, where it feels like he can really bully defenses. Whilst I think Jackson has those attributes a lot more about his speed in behind and also I think you know both players for me can seem a little bit unorthodox they still are quite raw but I think 
offer striker traits that you just want and Chelsea have been lacking. So to be honest, whoever starts tomorrow, I'm I'm not going to be kind of angry about it. I, I think both players absolutely have a valid reason. I've told you my kind of liking towards Amanda Breuer. It kind of quite personal things in terms of traits that he has. A, a, a previous favourite player of mine uh, at Chelsea had. But I, to be honest, I think either he could go for and I think would be a good decision. I feel just my my instinct is he's going to go back to Jackson because of fitness. I mean, I don't think it would have been the, the plan for Borea to play, to, to go instantly into the starting lineup. I may be wrong on that. I know he's back to, to fitness levels and, and the fact he played as long as he did on on Monday is a really positive sign, but given he's been out for so long. So I think Jackson is obviously going to be the, the fitter overall of those two players. And uh, maybe he'll just start Nicholas Jackson, someone who he does have more minutes in his legs. And then, of course, you do have that threat to bring on Breuer later in the game if you want a different option, if you need to. Or say, perfect world, I think, is that Chelsea go up in the game. And in the second half, you have the speed of Breuer as well to hit to in the second half if, if Burnley are chasing an equaliser. I think either option there are positives and um, I'm excited to see how it goes so that is my preview let me know your thoughts in the comments below follow me across all the socials at son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon all the best sports social podcast network